What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Unapologetic Podcast. On this podcast is where we talk about real topics, real life, and real experiences in an unapologetic way. For those who are new to the show, I'm your host, Brianna. Um, to all of my reoccurring listeners who've tuned in to every episode, welcome back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I have an amazing and insightful episode planned for you guys. Like I always say, I want you guys to go enjoy yourselves and kick your feet up while you're listening. So go ahead and grab you some wine, find a spot to get comfortable, and let's get right into it. So um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's been like really busy for me. Um, last time we spoke um, was probably couple of weeks ago um not not too long or whatever um i mentioned to you guys that i had a lot of things coming up within the next um you know week or two after i posted um the last episode with moving into my new apartment and everything and um just with this whole staying at home with covid and all the other stuff going on i've been really creative and i actually have tons of episodes planned for you guys which i still do um but unfortunately, last week, I didn't get to record um, an episode to be able to post it for you guys. Um, so that's why you guys haven't heard from me in a week. Um, I moved into my new apartment, um, which is cool. And I'll probably, I'm, I'm probably going to like get into the craziness of that whole experience. But um, so I think it was probably yeah like two weeks ago since we last talked and I was just kind of sitting and waiting for the day that I was supposed to move in and um, I was still staying at Alex's apartment at the time and um, you know just getting everything out and putting it in storage and then you know it was just a week period in between when I moved out of my last apartment and moved into this one so Um, I actually had to reach out to a cousin of mine who lived in Houston and, um, you know, he came down and he helped us move and he stayed with me for a week, which um, was cool and everything. And uh, we got everything out. We moved in here and it was super cool and everything. Um, There was a little craziness going on, like my furniture. I had selected um, lots of pieces to go in my living room. Um, some of them I had ordered off Amazon. Um, of course my couches and everything, I didn't order those off Amazon. I went to a furniture store that's local here in Dallas. And, um, my boyfriend actually used that furniture store to get his furniture in his apartment. And, you know, lo and behold, he ended up having like a lot of issues with getting his furniture. Like there were parts missing and, you know, it was just super chaotic trying to get his furniture from that place. So I was really, really, really worried about how this was going to go. And you guys know me, I have just tons of like anxiety about things when they're happening or like before they're happening. So, um, I went ahead and like told the guy at the furniture store, I was like, listen, I do not have time to play. I've spent a lot of money on these couches and I just want to make sure that you guys do your job and you make sure that everything's good together because if there's anything missing or whatever, I guarantee there's going to be a problem. Um, So it was the day that I moved in. We got some of the boxes. Um, Alex actually had to go to work that day. So I waited to get the U-Haul until like later that afternoon and then when I went to the storage um, I guess something was wrong with the payment that I was supposed to make on the storage and they ended up um, locking me out of my storage so I had to deal with that and then 
Um, we waited until Alex got off, which was around like four or something in the evening. And he came and then we got everything out of there. They delivered my furniture like earlier that day before we started moving the rest of my boxes and stuff in here and the rest of my other furniture that I had because I have a whole bedroom suit. And for some reason, they only delivered my sectional, like I ordered a sectional couch, and then I had um, like this kind of swivel chair, um, and it's not like a love seat or anything, it's just like a circle chair, which is actually pretty cool, and it looks really cute, but they forgot my swivel chair, and so the delivery guys tried to tell me that apparently they only saw on the receipt that the couch was what was supposed to be um, delivered, and literally like the swivel chair was listed at the bottom of the receipt so they didn't read it and so of course I was just like absolutely not this is not cool so I called the furniture store and for some reason like they didn't answer until probably like the fifth call that I made but I was like hey like where's my other stuff like I just paid you know xyz amount of money for this this is a lot of money um y'all need to figure out where it is like I know y'all didn't just collect an additional amount of money for me after I paid this chair off and like everything else off and now y'all are telling me that for some reason I don't have a chair so they said something about you know the delivery guys didn't do their job of paying attention to what was on the receipt in its entirety and so they ended up having to bring the chair the next day but once they brought it and then we got everything else up in here um you know it was kind of a little bit more lax as far as just like how my anxiety was um you know we set everything up and then my sister came for a little while and you know hung out with us for a little while and then she went back to Houston and then um I don't know I just got to looking in here and overall like I'm not gonna lie to you guys I love my new apartment it's cute you know how I have everything set up in my living room is nice um I think the only cons that I hate about the apartment is just that um, it's kind of an older building, so some of like their plumbing setup and everything is kind of weird. Like they have the air conditioning in the the ceiling, and um, it's I guess they have like one of those cardboard um, tiles that like they have in 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 ceilings or whatever when there's like insulation, and um, the air conditioning like when you turn it on like it leaks on that and like it would leak on my floor so um I actually you know noticed it probably like the second day that I was second or third day that I was in here and they told me that like in this unit they have like problems with it and they have to keep coming and checking so he was like you know he's been the maintenance guy was like you know it's been um reoccurring or whatever so you're probably gonna have to contact us whenever like you need a new one but they're really expensive so if um you know it doesn't look like you need a new one I'm not gonna get a new one for you but which is kind of like okay but um so coming like fast forward probably like I want to say maybe Thursday um I had plans already for the weekend and my mom insisted that I come to where she lives which is near the Austin area 
for um, some type of event that she was having for her house because she's getting married. And um, that's actually why I didn't record an episode this weekend because all of my plans got sidetracked because I had to travel and go out of town. Like my for my first week, I really wanted to just sit in here and, um, you know, record stuff for you guys. I have homework because I also started summer school, which that's actually pretty going well. Um, going pretty well. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm all jumbled up, but it's been going pretty well and everything. And I just wanted to sit and relax and just focus on setting everything up. Um, oh yeah. Some of the other cons about the apartment is my bathroom is like really small. Like there's no cabinet space or anything. So within the next couple of months, um, I'm really going to be focused on trying to get, um, like, I guess, create some um, innovative storage space or like get, get creative with just coming up with how I'm going to store everything. Um, which I think because my bedroom is really big and my closet is huge. Um, I'm probably going to get some type of like bookcases or something like that to put in my closet because my clothes literally only take up half of my closet. So, um, I'm probably going to get something just to stack up like my hair products and my towels and everything like that and just keep them in my closet since I have no cabinet space or whatsoever in my bathroom. Um, I do have a hallway closet, but I think I'm also going to get like a bookcase, a large bookcase to put in there. Um, maybe make that a linen closet or whatever, and then just keep my hair products in my room or something. I don't know. Like there's just no storage space in here and I don't even have a pantry or anything in my kitchen. It's just cabinets. So probably going to have to get something for that too. Um, I'm planning on, because I have like a mini fridge over there, I'm planning on using the mini fridge for, um, kind of like a bar, like keep my bottles of wine, like chilled at all times in there and then getting some other stuff to kind of, you know, make it, make it like a little cute decorative bar area. And then, um, what else? Oh yeah. Um, I don't have closet doors. They didn't put like closet doors on my closet like he said something I guess was wrong with them and so he got some wood or something the maintenance guy he he got some wood and he just has to cut them but I've been in here for basically a week and they still have yet to come and put anything and I've put in like maintenance requests for all the other stuff um there's there's you know my the ceiling thing with the air conditioning um when we came back from out of town I noticed that it was on the floor which kind of was really annoying and I had to like clean it up and um put it in a bag and it was like really soggy and gross and everything and mop my floor like it was just ridiculous um so although the maintenance guy said that he didn't want to pay to replace it sorry dude you're gonna replace it so there's that they need to put another air filter like there's just and then I have stuff wrong with some of the plugs in here um the thing with my closet doors and some stuff wrong with my kitchen so there's that but other than that I mean it's cool oh oh and then we moved my bedroom furniture in here and like I said I told you guys that I have I had one of my cousins here from Houston we moved my bedroom furniture in here and we just put it in here just to basically put it in here you know for my first couple of days so I had something to sleep on but um come to find out after like we because my my room is like long ways or whatever so I thought it would probably be smart to um shift my furniture around and just put my bed um facing like 
the angle where it's like long ways. So it's like in the middle of my room and I have space like on the side of my bed. So I don't have to really just put it, you know, if, if I'm, I might do like a video to kind of like show you guys what I'm talking about and post it on my YouTube when I finally decide to have my YouTube channel. But yeah, um, so my cousin, we were, you know, kind of shifting my bed and this fool decides that he's going to push the bed from the headboard like he pushes the headboard kind of like up against the wall and meanwhile the whole bed like the pieces and everything are intact so why he thought of doing that I really don't know (laughs) um but we could have literally just like picked it up from the bottom and just like slid it on the carpet but no this fool decided he wanted to push on my headboard which broke like a piece of like I guess the railing on the bottom of my bed because it's um it's all made out of wood so like he broke a piece of wood off and I don't know like it was just ridiculous and I was really upset about it so after everything that I went through trying to get the rest of my bedroom furniture um from my mom's storage unit where she lives all the way up here to Denton I I was just kind of like over it like so now I have to get like a whole new bedroom suit which, I mean, it's, it's not really a bad thing because they're, like, my dressers and stuff like that. And my nightstand has, like, a stain on it. And my dressers have um, some scratches on it. Like, I've had this bedroom suit for probably, like, five years. Um, so, I mean, I could use another one. Um, but it's just coming up with the money to do it when, you know, now I'm paying a little bit more in rent. Not much, but I'm still paying a little bit more in rent. I have a light bill now. I have you know, other things that I have to do. So, um, coming up with the money for that is probably going to be a pain in the butt. Um, I'm really battling with myself with either just like saving up money to buy the whole bedroom suit and, um, you know, not have to pay any bills or just trying to get it now and then like paying it off little by little, but I really don't want to have any other extra bills. So I I don't know what I'm going to do. And then, um, I'm trying to sell um, all these other, like my, my bedroom suit that I have now, um, the one that I'm trying to get rid of. I'm trying to sell it for like a really low price just so that it doesn't go to waste because it's really not that bad. Like it's used, it's in fair condition, like it's not in new condition or whatever. It's in fair condition, it just has like scratches on it and my nightstand has um, a little stain. So I would really hate to get rid of it when it's like not completely in bad condition or anything um but if I can't then I'll probably have to just suck it up and get rid of it um but yeah other than that I've really been enjoying staying here um I got one of my younger cousins to come up here for like two weeks with me so she's been staying with me and we've been chilling and stuff and then Alex has been here um for I think a week now like just you know staying in here with me in my new apartment because I stayed with him in his new apartment and he likes it and everything but um aside from all the craziness that went on it's been pretty good so I'm satisfied um aside from that like I said I started summer school which has been pretty cool um I have like two or three weeks left and surprisingly how intense I thought it was gonna be it's actually not so I'm glad I really wish I would have just come up with some type of money to pay for like an additional class um 
but I don't know. Next year, if I have to take summer school or whatever, I'll definitely take nine hours. So, which I don't know. I mean, it has me looking forward to the new semester with um, going back to doing full time. So I think all that's going pretty good. And then um, I've been pretty active in my student orgs currently um, because I'm on exec boards for all, exec board for all of them. So I've just been really busy and staying busy. But other than that, like I'm, I've been doing pretty good. Um, so yeah. That's kind of like what I've been up to in a nutshell. Um, okay, so before I get into what the topic is, I wanted to introduce my three wonderful guests. Their names are Ariana, Brienne, and Kennedy. These ladies are fellow students at my university, and they are the co-host of a really cool podcast called Abundance of Beautiful Knowledge. It's super cool to know that there are other women out there and at my school who are using their voices to share their experiences and help others just like me. So, you know, I had to jump at the opportunity to collaborate with them. I got the awesome opportunity to feature with them on an episode of their show. And it was really fun, and we covered a really cool topic, so I'm most definitely going to link their show below in the show notes so you guys can check them out. Now, to get you guys in the mood for what we're going to cover today, I'm going to give you guys something to think about. Sometimes, believing in yourself can be hard to do. When you have goals, dreams, or aspirations that you want to see fulfilled, the fear sets in. What others can say to you sets in the back of your head, constantly replaying, and you begin to get doubtful of your potential. Now that I've talked about how to get shit done, how to be self-confident, not making excuses and all that, but self-doubt is a whole different beast to tackle. I mean, it can get pretty real when you want to do something and you fail to realize that you are completely capable and you have the potential to do anything and everything you put your mind to and it's one thing when others doubt you but it's a whole other thing when you doubt yourself so without further ado today we're going to be talking about self-doubt and taking risks So um, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode and um, I really hope you guys enjoy um, the ladies of ABK's um, kind of mindsets. They were really cool to work with and really cool to talk to. This episode was really fun. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Hello. Hi. Is that Katie with the background? (laughs) What is that? Van Gogh or something? You on mute, Kennedy. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. Hi, guys. <laughs> oh, hello. How are y'all? I'm hungry. Hello. How are you guys doing? What's been going on since the episode of y'all show that we did? Um, I don't really know. I feel like everything's the same. Nothing's really changed. <laughs> Are you guys like still still quarantining and stuff or are y'all out and about? Ooh, I've been out and about. <laughs> I'm currently going out of town because my cousin is having a uh, little roll by graduation thing and then I'm also working. I'm like, ooh, yeah, these people are just ooh, yeah, people just need to ooh, they just need to put on their masks. 
Yes. I feel like like my boyfriend just moved um, to Carrollton not too long ago. And I've been like to the grocery stores and stuff out there. And it's like, they're all wearing masks. Like everybody's got gloves on. And then when you come back to Denton, it's like nobody out here seems to be taking it seriously whatsoever. What's Y'all should no come to East Texas. Ain't nobody wearing a mask out here. Like at Walmart the other day, if you are wearing a mask, they look at you like you're crazy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys been like following all the protests and all the news and stuff? I feel like it's it's super, yeah. it's been super crazy. So I think it was actually a speaker at a protest um, in Saginaw, Texas. Really? You're who? My boyfriend. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> she said the B oh. word. That's why I asked her to repeat herself. Okay, <laughs> oh, boyfriend. Okay. Boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, I'm with her right now. Do y'all feel like it honestly can get like any worse than it's been? Uh, yes. Yeah, I feel like it's going to get much worse. We're not even out of the first wave yet. Uh, no, not at, not at all. Have, have either one of y'all registered to vote? Mm-hmm. Oh, I registered already. Yes, I'm super ready I'm to so vote ready. already. I'm ready. You and me both. I'm super ready. I feel like because of like all the mess that's been caused like after Trump became president, because I mean, it's I feel like it's worse now because back then, I don't know if people just weren't so comfortable like coming out and expressing like how racist racist they are. But mm-hmm. I feel like he's he's really pumped it up a little bit. So yes, I, girl. I really feel like I this country is just going through like with all this divisiveness and like nothing being done, and especially like with our generation now being of the age to vote and like to mm-hmm. use our voices in ways that we never have. I think somewhat it's changing, but I feel like it's gonna take so much more to change. Oh, yeah. No, I agree, because um, i never forget, it was when I was in high school <clears throat> in drill team, you know, he got elected my senior year. One of the girls I was on drill team with literally was singing in our locker room, we we're going to build a wall, we we're going to build a wall, and I'm like, you're racist. People oh, are just so out. comfortable. Do I need to turn my camera off, because I'm feeling alone. <laughs> well, you, you got, your, got your face all beat, you cute. Well, thank you, because I was going to uh, drive today, practice driving, and go to the store. Probably give me some crawfish, because I'm hungry. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you, get some crawfish. You know it. You know me. I'm on, Look, I'm, I'm on the road again, so I don't... I, I look decent, but not too decent, so I'm just going to keep my camera off. I just got a hair mask, too. so my hair is, like, all in a in a bun under some condition, conditioner. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel Ooh. that. I feel that. I, I feel that. Yeah, how do y'all feel for uh, the, the fall semester? What do y'all think? I looked at my classes the other day, and my online classes says online, but then my my class that's supposed to be in person now says remote. Mine? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, for my classes, I'm going to have to check again because the classes that I was supposed to take on campus, it says to be announced, and I'm like, okay. Mm. What what you mean by to be announced? Right. Like, well, what's the difference between? Because to me, it just sounds like everything's online. Like remote would be basically online, right? Yeah. yeah because if that's the case, I mean, if they're all going to be on 
like online like aren't we gonna still have to have zoom in all of them or i hope i hope so i would prefer it to be that way it'll be much helpful instead of because you know you got some of them professors they just upload stuff on canvas and be like do this and do that and they don't want to do nothing besides grade Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm I'm really not tripping about it though (laughs) yeah i feel like for me i work better online than on campus same yeah I you have to balance work. going to class and doing work you know what I mean yeah because for online you can like actually take time be like okay this isn't due until like next Friday so I can take mm-hmm. my time on this and then, oh let's say I have to go into work and then I can mm-hmm. just easily go into work finish that work and then I'm done with it but for in class it's like oh no this is due Thursday at 11:59. It's like a thousand pages, and I'm just like, bro, wait, we just got this on Wednesday. What you mean to do tomorrow? Girl. I remember those days in the library at Willis. Ooh, <laughs> rough. Club Willis. Ooh, rough. Club Willis. Willis Rest is always so Willis. busy. It is. I mean, I don't mind it. Like, honestly, with all of this going on, because I also work from home. So I feel like I have a lot more time on my hands versus like Mm -hmm. having to drive because I I work in Richardson. So I would have to drive from here to Richardson like every day and then get off at four and I take evening classes. So I would have to go like straight to class would have no time to do anything. I just feel like it's really just I'm like I have more time on my hands to do all the things that I really wanted to do. Where do you work at in Richardson? Because I literally live on the border of Dallas and Richardson. Um, I work. It's a uh, like I don't know what that highway is because I'm not from here. I think 75? it's like 75 and Gallatin Parkway. Gallatin, Gallatin. That sounds cool. <gasps> oh. Okay. Yeah, I it's like right, is. right before you get like to um, Plano, and um, right before you get on like PGB. Oh, okay, like near State Farm and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. My sister-in-law works at the farm. Oh my gosh, I would hate the commute because the traffic is like ridiculous. I I really don't like how the roads and stuff are set up out here because where I'm from, like you have like multiple ways to get places. I feel like you're always going to be forced to be put on 35 one way or another. It is trash. Yeah. See, like, I'm trying to get comfortable driving, so I know, because I'm getting comfortable driving, and then my mom's like, oh, shoot, you know, while it, when you need to go to Denton, you could probably drive me to Denton. And I'm like, oh. And I heard, you know, Dallas traffic is, oh, ghetto. It's crazy, and I feel like, I mean, because I'm from Houston, and, like, traffic is just, you know, day of life, but, like, you don't, you're not forced to have to take any type of highways, and, you know, people kind of drive really fast in Houston Mm -hmm. Um, but Uh I feel like in Dallas like I feel like everybody just doesn't know how to drive because I think I was here I moved here um, in January of 2019 and in March like this girl literally hit my car and totaled it all because she yeah all because she was just being like really stupid and not paying attention to what she was doing I feel like they're a little bit more risky out here Mm -hmm. so you kind of just have to make sure you're paying attention to like what everybody's doing and making sure that you're keeping enough distance between you and them so you have like a lot of time to react to whatever Mm -hmm. stupid thing that they're doing but other than that it's not too bad not going to say that about houston (laughs) 
Oh, really? <laughs> not going to lie. I got to say that about Houston because uh, my mom has family in Houston. And I'll be like, dang, why are they driving so fast? Yeah, like, <laughs> I guarantee, like, the speed limit would be, like, 65 and most people Everybody are going 90. Whoa, whoa. I'm like, bro, bro, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, like, the cops, like, I, hey, I don't Sam. even know anybody that, like, gets frequent speeding tickets or whatever out in Houston because, like, everybody drives okay. like that. Yeah, the cop you'll be driving past the cop and we'll literally be going 20 miles over the speed limit like they don't care that's just (laughs) how everybody drives what (laughs) houston reckless i hear yeah yeah they do not care they sure don't got that sunday sunday morning traffic the saturday morning traffic we're like yo how y'all got traffic Mm -hmm. i never like i never um went exploring in houston i want to explore in houston one day it's really fun. I mean, there. I feel like I don't. I don't know if it's because I haven't necessarily seen all of what's out here and like in Dallas and all the surrounding areas. But I really feel like it's it's cool out here and everything. But Houston just has like way more to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm bad. As a as a Dallas do. native, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's always something that's going on it's never like downtime there at all so you you always have somewhere to somewhere to go something to do and then like the food's great you got like so many different types of like food and everything out there and like it's spontaneous and everything I, I swear I'm like moving back after I graduate <laughs> Jeez, that's, I mean, that's good like hopefully they got some good vegan spots because you grow kind of vegan oh they do I know of one that's like downtown I forgot what the name of it is but they, they have some good stuff there and I'm not even vegan and I eat there okay so i figure we can go ahead and start trying to like get into our topic which um we all decided on self-doubt and taking risks Mm -hmm. so first things first I, i always like i'm always into like definitions and stuff and what i found the definition of self doubt is lack of confidence in oneself and one's abilities so can you guys think of some of the ways in which you have like ever doubted yourself on anything? Oh, yes, ma'am. Um, it was when I was in high school and I was in drill team. And um, I'm a natural dancer. Like I know how to dance, but the girls that I was surrounded by, well, in the beginning, okay. In the beginning when I was on drill team, we were all like, there was good dancers, but it wasn't like studio, been dancing since I was like three dancers, right? Mm-hmm. But when I progressed in high school, like starting my junior year, there was girls that were studio dancers, been dancers that was like out the womb dancing. And I didn't feel intimidated by them. I took them as like a learning experience, even though they were younger than me. But um, towards the end of my high school career, I was wanting to be a Rangerette, a Kilgore College Rangerette. And um, those girls are best of the best. They're the first ever drill team to ever be, you know, in the United States or really just in the world. And they have to be very prestigious. And they take in a certain amount of girls, like 32, I think. And you have to be basically best of the best. And um, towards the end of my high school career, I became very self-conscious about my dance ability and I doubted myself a lot. And I think it's shown through my dancing because I always danced under myself. I didn't really dance to the best of my ability. Um, Even though I was the captain, I just was so timid and was so rigid because I just didn't have that full confidence in myself because I let 
my thoughts get in the way of my progression as a dancer and what I thought other people would think. I just wish I thought the way I did now, back when I was like 17, 18 years old, because then I probably would have really danced to the best of my ability and not really cared what other people thought of me or what they thought of my dance ability. And I probably would have gone further in my dance career. But since it brought me so much anxiety and self-doubt and lack of self-confidence, I kind of like hung that hat and was just like, I'm going to just let it alone. I thought about trying out for Ranger X again. I even had a couple of them ask me if I was going to do it again. But I was like, mm, that's just too much for me. And you and I was a little on the heavier side too. Like I wasn't, I was never big, big, but for my height, I was really thick. And for that particular organization, you do have to be the exact BMI and the exact weight for your height. And I remember in my critiques, I'm 5'2", and you're supposed to be like 110 through 114. I was like 130 at the time. And they were like, well, you need to cut, you need to lose a couple of pounds and you need to work on your technique. And I didn't take that, I didn't take that to heart because I knew this before trying out. And so I just knew they were going to say something, but I still wanted to put myself out there for the what if. So that was a time where I can't serious self-doubt. I can completely relate to that because I, um, all of my sisters growing up, they, they started off as cheerleaders and they switched to dancing, but I was the only one that stayed like cheerleader. And I did it for probably like 15, almost 20 years. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, I did, you know, school cheerleading. I did a pop warning cheerleading, like pretty much any aspect of cheerleading you could think of. And, um, one thing though, I feel like the main aspect of it that I loved was like the competitive side. And there's only, um, one form of, um, cheer that's like strictly competitive, which is all-star. And a lot mm-hmm. of those girls, um, they start and it's like really expensive and they start really young, probably like three, four years old. And a lot of them stay through the whole entire program until they age out of it. And Mm -hmm. I didn't start off in all-star at the beginning of my uh, cheerleading career. Um, So a lot of the training and stuff that I needed, like, I ain't gonna lie, like, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to toot my own horn. Like, I was a pretty good cheerleader. But um, when it came to, like, the tumbling aspect of it, um, I did have, like, a certain amount of skills, but I never really stayed consistent with it. So I think by the time I got into high school, I didn't cheer for probably like two years and with tumbling like it's it's really you know you got to have like a certain mindset with doing you just gotta you just gotta do it and Mm -hmm. I got since I took that like two-year break it was just kind of like I got what's called a mental block and Mm -hmm. I was just always like I don't know like really conscious about it because I didn't want to fall I didn't want to break anything it didn't want to hurt myself or nothing and um that was kind of just where like I always doubted myself and I really wanted to cheer um once I graduated high school and I wanted to go to college but um you know with the collegiate teams and stuff like that you have to have a certain amount of tumbling and I mean I've done it before but it's just you know you get you get scared and you get doubtful and everything like that and so I had to try to basically put myself in tumbling classes, basically starting all over again, trying mm-hmm. to get over my mental block. And it just got to a point where I was just like, I don't think I can do this. But it was more so not that I couldn't do it, but it was just I was really doubting myself. And I knew I had a lot of work to do. So I, I can completely relate to that. And especially with the whole, you know, you kind of get a little bit thicker and everything, because I think in high school, 
I was the smallest girl out of everybody that was on the team. And then right out of high school, I started getting a little bit more on the thicker side. And I've never been like the one picking up anybody. I was always the one in the air. So then that that played a factor in it too. And Mm -hmm. that I didn't have a lot of those um, basing experience that they required for you to have. And it just it just all kind of like got in a nutshell. And I really wish that I would have stuck through it because I could have been doing it now. And um, there's a gym out here in Dallas. They're like number one, um, leading the whole entire world in world championships. And like I could have been cheering for them. And had I just stuck through it and everything, instead of being scared and down of myself, I would have did it. So I can, Isn't I can it really crazy how it. your mind does do that to you? Like yeah. your mind can hold you back. And mm-hmm. what's so crazy is that like it wasn't like I was consistent, consistently told like, oh, you can't do this. You can't be a ranger. You can't do this, that, and the third. It was all me. And yeah. I was so like dependent on what I thought other people would think that I just couldn't form an opinion of my own abilities. And it just, it just showed through my dancing. And, you know, literally a week before ranger at trials, I was going to quit because I, you know, I just have this huge self-doubt. I was like, mom, I, I don't think I should do this. Like, yeah, I have a dance routine. And like, I'm like, you know, I, I can relate to you on that. Like, you know, in high school, I was barely, in the very beginning, I was barely 100 pounds. And then when I graduated, I was 130. And then when I got out of high school, I was like getting close to 140. And, you know, and so when I was trying to get into that, I felt super self-conscious because you don't have to be a stick to be a ranger, but like I said, you need to be a healthy weight for your height. Mm-hmm. And so being a black girl and you're, and you know, I was so used to eating everything and not having to suffer the consequences for it. My, my, it, I just got really bottom heavy and I had a little stomach pooch. And I remember wearing my dance costume, feeling so self-conscious because I was like, oh my gosh, do I need to wear like a little girdle or something like that under my costume? Because my, my stomach was kind of showing and Every, uh, every other girl, they just look so, you know, in shape and, and toned and stuff. And here I am. I just, I, looking back, I guess I didn't really properly prepare. I, I did take dance lessons at the studio, but it wasn't like to, I did take technique classes, but it wasn't consistent enough to see a real difference from the beginning of my dance career up until that point. But um, I learned my solo from the woman at the dance studio and you know, you live, you learn, and you just have to realize that you can be your own worst critic. Yes, I feel like I've always been my worst critic. I can relate mm-hmm. to that. Have you ever thought about just, like, doing it for fun or anything? Because I know with me now, like, a lot of the rules and stuff in All-Star Tier has changed, so they now have, like, divisions where, like, you can just do a whole routine with just stunts and, like, no tumbling or anything. I thought about just basic because I know I need to get back in like my fitness routine and start losing weight anyways but I thought about just maybe adding it to my like my fitness stuff that I would do weekly because they have like stunt classes and everything like that once I lose the weight just go to the stunt classes for fun and then if I feel like I'm confident enough or whatever then possibly try out for the team because they have um it's kind of like some of the teams they don't have age limits on like if you want to be 29 and still doing cheerleading or whatever you can do they do they offer that there um for dancing mm-hmm. for um for rangerettes no I think you do have to be a certain college age to do rangerettes and have to be a student at Kilgore College mm-hmm. um but 
I have thought about dancing again just for fun because do you know the dancer she's like well known on like Instagram and stuff her name is Aaliyah Janelle yes I love her I love her. oh my gosh I met her back in 2018 when she did her tour when she was like going around I met her in Dallas with her and um the two other girls in Queens Weddles Ariane and Scarlett Mm-hmm. And I was, I just, I was obsessed with her. I just think she's such a great dancer. And she, I look at her dance videos and I'm like, and me and my mom, we both love her. And my mom's like, I would love to take a class from Aaliyah. But she, I kind of look at Aaliyah like, oh my gosh, I would love to start dancing again. Cause I can choreograph. I used to like, I don't have to think too long and be like, okay, this goes on five, six, seven, eight, you know, like it literally just comes to me like that. And that used to be my passion. And even my director would talk about like, oh my gosh, you come up with this choreography so quick. It's because it just comes to me. And I, I miss it. And my dance style has changed. I'm not, I used to be so caught up in like lyrical, contemporary, all the slow stuff. And mm-hmm. I should have been with the more upbeat stuff. Like I didn't do hip hop and I didn't do jazz because I didn't think it was something that was for me. But looking back, I'm like, yo, I really could have killed a jazz routine. And jazz was my favorite. Yo, jazz is good. I love jazz, yeah. but my self-doubt and my self-confidence was not with it. And so I was with the slow and drawn out. And the, ugh, to me, the slow drawn out is real easy to see obvious mistakes and obvious technical problems when you haven't been dancing as long as you want to, to look like a professional dancer. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've thought about it many times. Like I'm, I'm honestly debating it to start, you know, recording myself dancing. And like when my mom goes to the gym, there's like a, like a, ballroom looking area with mirrors in it you know like the workout room and I'm just thinking about I, I didn't miss dancing I really do but you should I have to like get out of that mental that mental stopping point because you I'll take a class with you think. for real I'll definitely yes I because I was thinking about that when I came to uh UNT because I miss dance too and I was like I wonder if there's anywhere like around here that like a dance studio that isn't that expensive or something like that Cause I miss there's it too. Queen. There's oh my god! Oh, that sounds okay. fun. Yes, and oh gosh, y'all! I, I used to want to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader too. <laughs> Everyone I always used to Dallas. tell me that, like, too. "Oh, are you going to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader?" And I'm like, "No, that's kind of a little bit more on the dance side, not cheerleading we met side." Them. Really? <gasps> yeah, so we had three. Um, we did like a little. I forgot what it was. We had three of them be judges for something our school was doing for our dance Shut team, up. and I met three of. Them. Yeah, it was so cool. I was like, oh my that god, so I cool. want to be you. Yeah. But yo, they. Oh yeah, I used to be so obsessed. I would like. I follow all of them at one point on Instagram. I still follow some of them, and I would. Um, I was like, yo, okay, if I want to be a DCC, I need to start. I need to go to the gym and I need to get back in dancing. But I, that I, yeah, that I don't know. Like it has to be a miracle for me to want to do all that again. But yeah, there was a point where I really want to be a DCC. But there's like a studio in Dallas. Uh, Michelle Keys is over. She's a former DCC. I forgot what the studio's called. Oh, and there's audio. Um, what's what's her name? It's Kitty Kitty something. She's over. She choreographs things for DCC too. Kitty Carter. I think that's her name. I think, I don't know. I have to look it back up. But there's a lot of really good dance studios in the Dallas area just for fun and a lot of prospective um, people that are interested in DCC go to the, go there all the time, take dance classes for fun and for practicing for Dallas Cowboys cheerleading. And it's so, it's kind of really, I won't say it's cutthroat, but like if you watch their DCC making the team, like you have to be really strong mentally because they look at every part of you. They look at your weight. They look at how you look in the uniform. If you make it that far, your dance ability, 
how photogenic you are, how, like, how you look on the screen. Like, mm-hmm. it's really, it's, yeah, it's really. Mm-hmm. I think you should go for it. Because I know, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting up there in age, but I at least want to do it just to look back and be like, I went back and I did it. Just to be able to say that I did it. Mm-hmm. True. You don't want to have that what if. Um, where do you guys feel like your self doubt, your self doubt comes from in like a lot of these situations? Like, what were some of the things you used to say to yourself that made you feel doubtful? I, I would always like, just compare. Mm. Like, come, com- like you see someone else, and you just kind of instantly like compare yourself to to other people, and I feel like that's kind of where my self doubt comes in. Um, mm. You know. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> sorry, sorry, my neighbor's acting up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel Uh-oh. like my favorite thing to say was, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if I can. I don't know if I'm good enough. If I can't. Yeah. Like, it's important. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's important. I feel like I've learned over the last couple of years to really just start changing your language because you need yes. to tell yourself that you can and you are good enough. Like, it all starts with your words and I feel like self-doubt fades when we like ultimately connect with ourselves Mm -hmm. let me tell y'all a story it was ranger at tryouts and it was when I was it was it after my tryout I think it was after my tryout when I did my solo and y'all I went okay so at Kilgore when you are trying out for rangerettes in the summer like around this time I would be getting I was at was it June I would be getting ready for ranger at tryouts um we would stay in Stark Hall. That was the guy's dormitory dormitory on campus. And it was the tallest one in Kilgore. So, and it was, it's not that good of, of condition either, but that's where we would stay for the whole week of tryouts. And um, I did my solo and I went in the stairs afterwards and cried my eyes out. I felt like I didn't do good. I felt like my solo wasn't as good as the other girls. Uh, and my, I was number 10 because I'm short. And so there was days where even numbers would go first or odd numbers or vice versa. And I remember I did my solo and I think I messed up on a certain part. It wasn't noticeable, but you know, when you've been doing that dance for so long, you could tell when you messed up and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I could tell and I didn't know if it was obvious or not. And I just feel like it wasn't my best. And um, all the girls that would have been our sophomores, um, they sit all together and they have their pen and paper and they're watching you and they're critiquing you along with, uh, a judge and the two directors over Ranger X I I cried and was just like I don't feel like I'm enough I, I just feel like I'm just playing myself at this point I just feel like you know and I instead of it looking as like a at a looking at it like it's a fun experience and things like that I was just being so hard on myself and they were not joking when it said it's literally 90% mental and 10% physical like mm-hmm. that mental it's horrible like you have to be so strong you have to be so confident within yourself or else you're just going to compare yourself throughout the entire time and there was also um I forgot what it's called it was called um ah uh, but basically you wear a black sports bra and you wear black shorts and tights and jazz pants and they're basically oh it's called fitness night they're judging your fitness ability like your tonality how long you can keep your leg up how long you can hold the plank, like, I mean, it's, it, and I was comparing myself, and I'm like, oh my god, she's, she's my height, and she's like 110, she looks good, she, you know, like, it, ugh, it was, it was bad, <laughs> but I wouldn't take it back for anything, but that's, I would tell myself, like, Ariana, you're not good enough, like, why are you even here, you should have just quit, like, when you thought about quitting, 
you're doing yourself a disservice. Like I, I said really mean things to myself during that time. That's really rough, especially like when you see those girls that have been in studio for their whole lives. Yes. And then you're yes. like, oh man, <laughs> her yes. toes are and so I, pointed. Right. Her technique her is amazing. So good. Yes. And, and these girls been dancing since they were like, you know, out the womb. And I started dancing when I was like in eighth grade. So they have yeah. like a whole lot of years on me and they can do a quadruple fuete pirouette into a beautiful turning rush into a split you know and I could do that but the technique was not good and my core strength wasn't good enough to keep it going you know it was a lot of comparison it was a lot of self-doubt and I'll never forget when I didn't see my number on the sign drop it hurt like I did not look on Instagram for a week after trials because all I followed was Rangerette and I just couldn't bear seeing that because I was hurt like I was hurt and it's I wouldn't trade it for anything because it teaches you like you have to really be strong mentally but like you have to really believe in yourself no matter even if it is true that everybody out there is better than you like your confidence and you executing you doing what you're doing the best that you can do can actually Mm -hmm. take you a long way you know yeah what do you think the difference is between like fear and self-doubt? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I feel like personally for me, hold on. Okay, for me, I feel like I have to have everything in order. And so it, it, everything in order, depending on anything. So like, let's say if I'm going on a trip, or if I'm planning my next set ahead in my life, it always has to be in order. And I feel like my self-doubt, my fear comes from my self-doubt. So if I'm like, okay, let's say I'm trying to join, like let's say I'm trying to get this very big, really good internship, and I'm like, what if I don't get it? And it's like, okay, if I don't get it, then what's gonna happen? And then that self-doubt is gonna be like, oh, okay, you're, you're, you're not gonna get it so why are you even thinking about it I'm just like oh yeah I feel like it's it's a spiral it it, it's a spiral for me yeah fear and self-doubt definitely for me goes in hand in hand because I feel like Mm -hmm. I won't self self doubt myself if I'm if I know I can do something but if I haven't done something before or I'm nervous or I'm uncomfortable that's when I feel like I fear something that's when I start self-doubting myself yeah same I feel like from, oh, go ahead, Ariana. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, the, the, my fear stems from the unknown. Like, I just don't know what to expect out of it. It's kind of like what Kennedy said. Like, I think about OT school and being accepted into OT school and getting things properly in line for occupational therapy school. And I'm like, okay, well, what if I don't get accepted to the school that I want to do? Do I take a year off and properly, you know, get all the things in line so I can reapply and hopefully, you know, get accepted that term. And then, so fear is just the unknown for me. And then self-doubt is just, I, I kind of have a feeling what's going to happen, but I don't think that I'm in a position to properly do it right or to do it to the best of my ability. And even though I am going to do it to the best of my ability, I still feel like it won't be good enough. So that's where mm-hmm. self-doubt comes in for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like in my experience, self-doubt is, like, the cause and, like, fear is the effect because, like, you start Mm -hmm. off, like, say I would be trying to do, like, 
a back handspring or something. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, like I haven't done this in a while. I don't know if I can do this. And then I try it and like, you know, it's kind of off a little bit. And then all of a sudden I'm, I get scared and I'm like, oh, like I can't do it. Like it wasn't right. It wasn't perfect. I, I'm scared now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with that. For me, that your situation comes to me more academically because there'll be like organizations that I want to be exec boards and it's just like oh okay I can totally do this but then when I look at something that's like if if I look at my UNT GPA it's there but it's not there and I'm just like oh no what if I don't do this and I have this constant fear of okay if this happens hold on Sam (laughs) Sam chill and so I have this constant fear of oh okay it's 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 not going to it's not going to work out in, in my favor and it's just like okay all right it, it is what it is I think I need to quit saying it is what it is because it's not what it is my boyfriend yeah. says that and I want to tell him shut up like every time he says that so I'm like it's, it's not what it, is. it sounds so negative like don't say that it sounds so negative it's annoying it, it <laughs> sounds agree. like you don't care yeah it sounds like you're just settling happening. for whatever whatever is going on in that moment and just being like oh whatever it is what it is yeah, yeah I hate that it is what it is it's because it's just like I think people say that like you know that's just the reality of things but I, I, I don't I'm like I don't I don't like when people say that and my thing is I think you do if you let fear overtake your life so much, there won't be much progression. Sometimes you gotta let that fear push you in a way. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared to. Well, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, I'm scared. I'm scared to try out for this position. Well, why are you scared? Are you scared that you won't get support from the people that might vote you in, or or is it just yourself being negative? You know what I'm saying? So you just have to really push yourself because you just never know. You don't want to have that dang, what if I did this or what if I did that? You just want to just let that fear push you a bit, but it's okay to not let it push you too much, but let it push you enough to at least go through what you need to do that could be life-changing in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree with that. I agree with that too. What do you think is the difference between low self-esteem and self-doubt? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me tell you, low self-esteem, it took me a long time, a long time to build my self-esteem. I'm still working on it. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. Self-esteem, it comes from yourself. Like if you walk around this earth, walk around this earth, you walk around the earth, you walk on this earth (laughs) expecting everybody and a mama to tell you how pretty you are, to tell you how good you are, to tell you how smart you are, to tell you how fabulous you are. You're doing yourself a disservice because, mm-hmm. for one, you cannot depend on people to validate you. There's going to be people that say good things about you and bad things about you. That's just life. You cannot depend on people to always uplift you. You need to uplift yourself because if everybody in the world is putting you down, you can be like, well, I'm still that girl. I don't, I don't care what you think. You can think mm-hmm. this all day long because an opinion is subjective. It's not a fact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, self how self-doubt kind of comes with that is you know like for example if if a girl doesn't think she's that pretty well she's self-doubting her beauty because of probably the beauty standard you know I feel like for like black girls like when I was younger I used to think I was not pretty because you know I would watch stuff like Hannah Montana Zoe 101 all that stuff and I would see these pretty white girls and I'm like okay where's the black girls like am I not considered pretty 
or when I was in elementary school and I had these crushes on these little white boys and they'd be chasing these cute little white girls and I'm just like what about what about me you know so that kind of went back when I was much younger but it was because of how I viewed myself nobody I'm telling you my mom used to be like yo why do you view yourself this way like I tell you you're great everybody tells you great what's wrong and I'm like that's the thing President Obama and Michelle Obama could say I'm great, but I could still be like, mm, back in 2004, you, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, you just have to really, you just have to really, like, just be nice to yourself and just build on your self-esteem, because it all starts with you, and self-doubting just kind of ties in with that, because self-esteem, like, again, like I said, you're doubting, uh, you're thinking all these negative things, like, okay, well, I'm not that smart, so why should I you know, put myself at this high expectation, or I'm not that pretty, so why should I try to be a, a model, or be an actress, or some, you know, whatever conclusion somebody could think, you know, so mm-hmm. that's how I view it. I think mm-hmm. we had talked about that on one of our episodes, didn't we, about, like, it's, self-worth, and, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's, it's yeah. kind of, like, our job every day to make sure that we feel good about ourselves, and I feel like, it starts to become a problem when you start to look for like words of affirmation from other people and like yeah. like you know those people who are like clout chasers or those people who just they they dress up or they do these things just for people to notice them and I feel like that's yes. a problem yes. that is a huge pro- oh no she didn't oh, okay I have I personally have a question can your self-doubt lead to procrastination or procrastination lead to self-doubt I think oh, I would say yes. Leads to procrastination. Hell yeah. yeah. Because would, if you think I'm yes. not that smart, why do I need to study for this damn test? I'm going to fail it anyway. You know? Right. That's how somebody could think. That's how I am. Right. Oh, gosh. Ooh, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, I, I think that's one thing that I have to truly, truly fix because all three fear, self doubt, procrastination, they, they are literally one for me. I'm like, Kennedy, you're going to have to stop. You're going to. You you about to be out of graduate. You about to be out of school for a little bit. You gotta fix Aww, that, man. You gave me anxiety. <laughs> it's like, well, what is what is your future about to hold if you have all these three things like literally back to back to back? I'm just like, okay, Kennedy, please fix that. Fix it, please. At least you acknowledge it. There's some people that go through that and they don't realize what the problem is. They just think it is what it is. You know, at yeah. least you acknowledge that you have that and you can fix it because it's fixable. Yeah. It's nothing permanent. You it's know? truly it's fixed. Oh my goodness. There's oh off topic. So we're passing Tinder outlet on twenty. There are so many people. You see anyone with masks? Cedar. Cedar. No, I don't know. We ain't we ain't stopping. And I was just saying that I do not care about whatever his name, our governor or Trump saying that, like, we got to be open and that all this is over and stuff. No, I'll, I'll go outside and go back to doing all those types of activities when it's actually scientifically Safe. proven that it's over. Right. Yes. Child, how are you going to open stuff up and then blame the young folks? Oh, exactly. Blame, blame yourself. Right. Okay, let's talk about like types of self-doubt because I feel that some self-doubt is kind of normal, but then there's like unhealthy self-doubt. That's the kind that like kind of keeps us in like a constant state of standing in your own way. So like, what do you feel like healthy self-doubt is and what do you feel like unhealthy self-doubt is? Mm. Hmm. I think healthy self-doubt is kind of humbling yourself because 
I think, I think in a time of social media and just the times that we're living in, because, hmm, how do I, how can I put this? Okay, I, okay, I guess if you have a really good GPA and, um, if you are doing really good things in the community and things like that, and you just have a good reputation, I think you can let it get to your head like, well, I'm a good candidate for anything. So if somebody doesn't pick me, that's their loss. Like, why, why didn't they pick me? Like, I'm, I'm the best candidate wow. there is. My GPA is a Nisha good. 2.0. Huh? Pick Misha 2.0. You say pick Misha? <laughs> 2.0. I've never heard that. <laughs> Yo, I mean, you know, pick me, out here. But anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you have to humble yourself because it's so easy to get this big head and think, well, I'm good at this, I'm good at that, I look like this, all these dudes want me, or all, you know, it's so easy to like be big headed. So I think you need to just really be like, hey, there's always going to be somebody smarter, prettier, mm-hmm. more fit, this, that, and the third. And you should say that as a term of go- talking down on yourself, but you need to get in terms of reality of. Let me just be the best that I can be and not try to outdo everybody. So that's healthy self-doubt. And then, you know, unhealthy self-doubt is when you just tear yourself apart just to tear yourself apart because you just have very low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who um, throughout, like, we went to middle school together, high school together. She went to a different college and she just graduated. But all, like, from the moment I met her, she's just so smart, but she would always self-doubt herself. But she mm. literally has, like, a 4.0. And I feel like that's kind of, like, that's healthy. Like, that's kind of, like, a healthy self-doubt for her. She was, yeah. so, like, doubtful of her grades and stuff like that. And now she's just, she's the smartest person that I know. Literally. Hmm. So I think she was. Man, I think she was valedictorian. or I don't know. But she's smart. And everyone knows her as, the, like, the, the smart girl who, like, has a future and all of that. That's really good to have that reputation. Yeah. Oh, I wish I was like that. <laughs> I was on as goody, goody two-shoes Ariana in high school. I feel like healthy self-doubt or, like, normal self-doubt is the kind that you typically feel when you're about to make a decision that you're unsure about. Like, when you're about to do something or make a choice, like, you hear that little voice in the back of your head weighing out, like, the pros and cons and questioning certain things and then I feel like unhealthy self-doubt is like the crippling version that keeps us like I said standing in your own way and in this constant state of mind where it's really difficult to maintain the motivation you need to reach your goals like it's almost like it's some type of thing inside you feeding on your self-esteem and your self-worth because you're you fail to realize just how good enough you are and how capable you are to reach your goals Mm -hmm. that kind of sounds like depression in a way Somewhat, yeah. In a way. I think, I think depending on like how bad it is, it can lead into depression, definitely. Yeah, most definitely. most definitely. Because I know people who want to achieve high, but their self-doubt and their procrastination of doing the things to make them achieve them to be higher, it, it's just like, oh, no, I'm not going to do this, mm-hmm. even though they have all the steps ready to achieve what they want to achieve. And it's just like, no, I'm quitting right here and right now. And it's just like, you have you have the steps. You have everything you need. Just mm-hmm. push forward. But it's just like, no, I'm not going to. 
you ever been like in a situation where like you're, you've been like so scared to do something or like so doubtful of everything regarding the situation and like once you decide to just do it and then like you take a look back after like you you've met whatever it is that you were trying to do and you're just being like come I don't even know why I was in there doing that that was actually very easy all the time all the time my, I feel Same. like my anxiety gets to me my anxiety yes yeah well, agree very crippling yes oh my goodness I yeah like for me I have this self my self-doubt no it's like this for me it's my anxiety that leads to self-doubt that leads to procrastination and it goes back to anxiety yes it's a process because it's just like for me I want to change I love my major but I want to change my concentration but then Mm -hmm. my anxiety is like okay I'll I'll spend another couple of years in school and then it goes to self-doubt. It's like, but what if I don't like what I'm doing? And it just like spirals, 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 and it goes back up. I feel that. Like my, my, I'm, I'm working on it. I think I've gotten better at it, but my issue was that I swear like I just wasn't good enough. Like whether I applied for a job or um, I'm thinking about my future as an occupational therapist, I have all these doubts like, oh my gosh, like what if, you know, I don't get the right amount of shadowing hours or my GRE score isn't high enough or I always, always, I will always know like, yeah, there's going to be candidates that are going to be well, be well more rounded and experienced than I do. I am. And I know I can also be a well-rounded experienced individual, but I just still have this like, oh, what I, you know, I might not be good enough or I might not have the right amount of experience or credentials to go through with it. Or if I do get accepted, will I be smart enough to handle the material? You know what I mean? Because, you know, grad school can be difficult. When did you finally realize that, like, you wanted to change how doubtful you were of yourself? You talking to me or Oliver? Oh, all of you. Repeat that question one more time. Yeah, same. My bad. It's okay. I was helping the driver. When did you (laughs) finally realize that you wanted to change how doubtful you were of yourself? Mine was when I transferred to UNT. I feel like for me, it's when uh, when I met my current group of friends, (laughs) my current Mm -hmm. group of UNT friends. So Ariana (laughs) Bree. I was like, oh, oh snap. <laughs> I said last week. No, I'm <laughs> I really don't know. Um, I still have a lot of self-doubt. I, I think, shoot. Um, I, I can kind of agree with you, Bree, on that one. Um, you Because I'm a I'm small town and I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't live near the city. I'm not from the city. So me pushing myself to be like, ooh, I'm going to go to the Dallas DFW area. You know, it, it didn't scare me one bit, and I used to have this doubt of like, oh, you know, am I always going to be this small town girl? Am I always just going to know East Texas? You know, so I guess me realizing like, there's something bigger and better out there. You know, I just had to let that go and just experience great things. Mm-hmm. I think I honestly just got tired of not like doing all the things that like I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. stop letting everything else around me including myself hold me back from doing them because I went through a whole period probably like right after high school up until like the age of like 21 where like I was just 
complacent and just not doing anything and I blamed everybody else around me mm. instead of I'm- really taking a look at myself and then I was just like you know what like why am I even doing this like I just so took myself and put forced myself to be in like uncomfortable situations and just like I it got to a point where I had to like start all over from the bottom and just like work myself all the way up I can definitely relate to that most definitely. I was working a full-time job right out of high school and I was always told, you know, um, cause my ex had gone to Charlton and I had, was just working and he would make me put my future on hold. And I think I was so unhappy that I just pushed myself to do it. Mm-hmm. And that was just mm-hmm. like the start of it. And that since then I've just been like, you know, only focused on my happiness and trying not to self-doubt. But I think since the moment I quit my job and said, you know what, screw it. I want to do it. And I did it. I've just been, I don't know. I could just definitely relate to, like, what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Talk about, like, how self-doubt affects, like, our willingness to take risks. Like, in what ways has your self-doubt affected your ability to take a risk? Are there any times, like, you can remember specifically? I got multiple. (laughs) (laughs) I I have multiple I can say one, but the other one has to be like off off the podcast. But um, I've recently got in contact with somebody that I've really uh, we're acquaintances. We were in a we were in an organization together a couple of years ago, and she was like, "Hey, I would really love for you to join our exec board." And I was like, "Oh, that sounds amazing! I'll totally do it." But then I realized, I was like, oh, like my self-doubt came into play where it's just like, oh, Kennedy, this will be your first time you're going to be on an exec board. Are you, are you like, you know, are you ready for this position? Like half of me is like, oh yeah, I'm totally ready. I want this experience, but the other half is like, oh, wait a minute. I'm, wait, (laughs) hold your horses, Put put, put the car in park, wait a minute. But I know now, after, like, consideration and talking with, like, my sister, it's, it's, it's like, a whole go for it, because it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But, yeah. I can relate to that. Um, When I tried out for the exec board um, for her campus, literally two nights before we were having the tryouts for it I was going to message the president to say that I backed out because I had I had all I have all these good ideas in place and I was like oh we can volunteer we can volunteer there like I had I had everything lined up I have all the places lined up and then the self-doubt came over me out of nowhere like Ariana girl you don't even drive right now you don't even have a car you you need to get you need to get certain things together before you try to do an exec board that's going to require you to be on the community so I literally, I literally was fixing my fingers to message the president and say, hey, you know what, let so-and-so have it. But because it was just me and her against it. And looking back, a low-key wish, not even low-key, a high-key wish, I said, like, you know, let me and so-and-so be co-chairs. But I think that's how, it ha- we, but we, we both would have to have similar votes. I don't know how that works with them. But anyways, my point, um, I was like, you know what, let me stop with this self-doubt and this not feeling like I could get this position and just put myself out there and I did even after I did my little speech and uh, verbal presentation 
I remember ending the Zoom call thinking, yep, other girl got it. That's okay, though. At least I put myself <laughs> out there. And literally a few days uh, when they announced it on Twitter, they put my face on there. And I was like, word? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't have self-doubt in myself to where I didn't think I was good enough, but I thought she was more experienced and that, you know, she was in the organization a year longer than I am because I am a transfer student. So I was like, you know, if she were to get the position, I get it, you know, and I actually was in full support of it. But when I saw it, I think it was like the Lord telling me, like, stop doubting yourself. You got this. I wouldn't put yourself in a position that you cannot handle. So just do what you need to do, get what you need to get, and you got it. So that's my recent. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I think with me, I went through, and I, I've talked about this before, um, I went through a difficult relationship that I was in for about like several, seven years, and oh, wow. um, I don't know, it was just like at at the time that like our relationship ended, I was just like, dang, like what do I do now or whatever, and think, it wasn't even just like just my relationship, I mean, the job I was working at was like not cool and wasn't really helping me stay afloat because I had my own apartment and everything, I didn't have a car. I, I, it was just like a really bad time and I had to basically like start all over and get everything together and then once I felt like I was at a good place I was like all right well I did all that what do I do now and so that's when I finally decided to move here because I was like you know I, w- I was really ready for change like I wasn't ready to go back to Houston yet um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like Austin or anything so I didn't want to stay there and I didn't want to move to San Antonio. Like, I was just like, I want to go somewhere where it's, like, completely different and would force myself to, like, really have to do other things. And so that's why I came here and transferred to UNT because I was needing to transfer anyways because I was still going to community college. But um, I was just like, I really need to put myself in an uncomfortable situation. I feel like I thrive better in uncomfortable situations where, like, there's a lot of pressure and um that's really what I did I I mean there was a whole bunch of people like my mom didn't want me to go like tons of people in my family didn't want me to go and I was just like nope I'm doing it and even like at the very last minute I was like dang should I do this I was just like man whatever like I'm gonna do it (laughs) period period what do you guys feel like are smart risks and not so smart risks going out during corona time no (laughs) (laughs) i feel like any risk that could potentially benefit you in any type of way is a smart risk if something can benefit you then i feel like it's it's a smart decision if the pro if the the pros weigh out the cons yeah Period. period i can agree with that i definitely feel like if it's something that you're in a position to take the risk like if you take it and it doesn't necessarily go the way that it's planned that it's not going to hurt you too bad Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like if you're like completely unprepared you don't know what you're doing and you're just like oh well I'm just going to do it and then I'll worry about everything else later that's not so smart Mm -mm. a lot of people think like that yeah it sometimes works out for them but some people it does yeah no I've I've and I have like tons of people around me that do that that just they kind of live their lives on on a whim and just like do stuff and then mm-hmm. when everything blows up in their face you know they want to cry woe is me and I'm just like oh well, you should have thought about it before you did it but okay. right hmm. agreed if you could go back and tell your younger self something about being doubtful and your capabilities and just overall doubtful of yourself what would you say 
I think I would just tell myself, just focus on yourself. Quit focusing on everybody else. It's okay if, you know, because you know the situations where people are like, I'm 24 and I graduated college or I'm 22 and I'm living on my own. Just like comparing myself to like Mm -hmm. other people. Just, I think I would tell myself, just go at your own rate and, you know, I think that's pretty much it. Just go at your own rate, your own pace. There's no timetable on anything. I can I can agree with that one I think especially with my my most recent experiences I think to stop holding myself to like some perfect sequence of events or like a perfect timeline to get things done for one um Mm -hmm. I think to stop comparing myself to other people and like comparing my journey to their journey because everybody's journey is different y'all might have Mm -hmm. some similarities but ultimately how you do things and where you end up like doesn't have to be the same exact way as somebody else um and I think just listening to myself for one and you know just being confident like stop just overall stop being so negative about stuff and thinking of the worst like you know there's pros and cons to everything but I mean if you don't do it then you're gonna be left feeling stupid and wondering like what if all the time yeah I would tell myself to stop worrying so much like my nickname growing up was worry wart from my yes. grandpa mm-hmm. he called me worry he still calls me worry wart to this day honestly because that's all I do is worry. Like, I just worry about what's going to happen. Like, especially with the virus going on, I worry about, oh my gosh, how long is this going to last and things like that. But I would definitely tell my younger self, like, just just have fun and trust the process. Still be smart. Still make smart decisions. But stop worrying about everything. Like, uh, God didn't intend us to worry. Like, everything is not in our control. It's in his control. And we're working through him. So stop worrying about if this is going to work out. Just do your part and do the best that you can do. And it will play out on his time. I can agree with that too. And last question. What would you tell someone who's sitting at home, afraid to reach their goals, feeling like they're not good enough, feeling like they aren't worthy, or just super doubtful of themselves? Ooh. I saw this video of Michael Jackson talking. He was, it was the interview, like probably like 2005, 2006. And one of the parts in the video, he says, believe in yourself. I do not care if everyone in the world is not believing you, you need to believe in yourself. Um, I would tell them, do not be so caught up in what other people might think or will think if you do try out for this team or this position or for this job you need to do this for you you only live once you do not want to live in such a big fear and self-doubt of oh, what will so-and-so think of this well if it makes you happy do it and if you still have this fear like you just don't think you're good enough still let that push you in a sense of you know what yes i feel this way about myself but let me put myself out there and who knows if, if i'll get the position or whatever the case is because you just never know and still perform to the best of your ability to whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Most of you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's there's one quote that like has always stuck with me. I don't know if y'all y'all are fans of Selena 
Um, but I, I love her. And one thing I've always remembered that she said is always believe that the impossible is possible. Like if you get fixated on, you know, the negative of everything, then the positive is like never going to come out. Like you're never going to see the positive in anything. Um, and I think just you got to get to a point where you stop worrying about everything and, you know, like everything's not going to happen overnight, especially like the greatest things in your life, they're not going to happen overnight. So you kind of have to stay in a good mindset and put yourself in a position to receive whatever greatness is coming for you. Oh, I agree. And I love Selena. I love Selena. Yes, girl. I I love Selena. Oh, wait, we lost Kennedy. Hold on. Yeah, she said her signal died. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she back. She back. There she is. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I honestly don't know what happened because on uh on the highway there's a patchy spot, and so all signal died out. And I'm like, I'm on Horizon. So what? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This isn't Sprint. This is, <laughs> this is not sprint what's going on <laughs> and so i'm like i'm like wait a minute because ariana uh canton y'all in canton shut up yeah we're in canton that's where my signal died of course that's where i'm telling you that canton and athens you ain't gonna get no signal out there <laughs> no signal whatsoever <laughs> like, like, we we just passed it so now i got my signal back i'm like bro what Bro, yes, Canton, it's, it's it's nothing but woods and trees out there, and you only get one bar if you're lucky. I, I only have one bar. Now I'm back at four. I'm like, bro, wait a minute. Wait, this ain't it. I have a cousin that's now stationed in El Paso, and he's been trying to get me to come out there so bad. Oh, girl, do not. I'm oh, like, I don't know. It's a far mm-mm. drive. There's nothing out there except dirt. Well, we were just. Oh, Oh, it's okay. (laughs) We were just talking about like if you could go back and tell your younger self something about being doubtful in your capabilities, what would you say? Ooh, um, I can go back to middle school. Me, uh, let's see, what would I say to myself? don't be so it's it's two things don't be so shy and don't procrastinate because my procrastination stems from my self-doubt that's 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 really (laughs) it like don't procrastinate because you can do I guess you might got into a really good high school but think about it now just think about it just think about it. I can definitely relate to that. The being shy. Don't be so yeah. shy. I'm I'm such an introvert and I'll always be an introvert, but that's one of the things I had to learn is stop being so shy. Yeah. Like when being I transferred into so UNT, cool. that's like one of the things that I really had to focus on. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm glad I made friends. I'm really glad, but it's just like dang, there's certain organizations that I want to join where I can't be shy and I'm like, oh gosh. That's the same thing. I feel like I've been at UNT for for a year now, and I still have yet to find like my group of friends yeah. or anything. And that's also because like I'm I'm always busy all the time. But it, 
the other side of it is mostly shyness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Girl, you can hang with us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we should do something. I just moved into my new apartment if you guys want to come over and chill. What do you live? That'd be um, fun. I live right across from the mall. Like, um, you know, on Colorado where like McDonald's and like Arby's and stuff is? There's um, an apartment complex right next to, um, what is this? I think it's like the post office in Sonic. And it's called Water's Edge. And I literally, girl, I couldn't do the student apartments no more. I had to go. Oh, shoot. We about to move into them mugs. We <laughs> about to move to the farms. And all... Man, I could not do do the roommates and everything else anymore. Okay. Well, this well, was fun. Whenever you guys want to, like, chill or anything, I'll, I'll make sure I have wine and stuff on deck. Oh, girl, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. Bring me some Stella. I'll bring my Stella Rosa Black, and we'll have a good time. Can about have some orange juice so we can have mimosas, too? Oh, I, I always Ooh. keep stuff for mimosas on deck. Trust me. Ooh. <laughs> yes. We can make some pancakes and waffles. And, and I cook. I cook and, and everything. Bread. So there's oh, always food and cook. wine and everything. Okay. We love this some shrimp and grits, mm. some chicken and waffles. <laughs> See, I can't eat that no more. Ugh. Yeah, you can't even have grits. I better be some butter and sugar in there. <laughs> <laughs> some breakfast rice. <laughs> some breakfast rice. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so sweet. You only have to eat it at breakfast. <laughs> Can be clean. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Yeah. This is really fun. Yeah, this is really fun. We should do. We should do like a recording in person one day. <gasps> yeah. We should. I hate how Miss Rona ruined that for us. Cause we I know, because like the Zoom and stuff is cool, but like it's it's not the same thing. It's, it's not. It, it's really not. You can't get the atmosphere. That, that atmosphere you get an in-person online. Yeah. Right. Always that one person whose connection dies out. Kennedy's <laughs> raising her hand. <laughs> we used to get so hyped when we would record. On- yes. Yes. Oh, I miss it. Me too. I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. Well, I would definitely like hit y'all. Y'all, y'all should, cause I know I follow y'all on Twitter. Y'all should all send me y'all's numbers, and we probably like have a little group chat going on or something. Oh yeah, yes. I am. I am always free, like on weekends and stuff, or like in the evenings or Ooh. whatever. I don't. I don't be going nowhere. So what I'm hearing is we're going to bars. Hmm? When people learn how to go keep them, you know, because I, I heard, I don't know who put it, who put it on Twitter or whatever, but I heard there was somebody that like knowingly is positive for Corona and like they were at Fry and. Oh, I put that on there. Oh, I heard about oh, that. Yes. yes. Like, uh. You see Reddit, that's where you get your information from. I'm going to have to follow that. I'm, I'm definitely. Katie put me on to that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's how I was able to figure out what they were going to do during spring break, how they're going to, like, handle classes and stuff, how that, uh, how people are going to do, like, their refunds and stuff. I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to let y'all, I'm going to let y'all know this now, but, uh, UNT Reddit said, uh, da 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 I'm going to let y'all know now, and then two weeks later, that, that's, that, that, that rolls through, and I'm like, look at that. 
Yeah, UNC Reddit is really good for information. So yeah, I it saw is. that on uh, on Reddit and was just like, so people. I mean, I don't want to go to the bars anytime soon, y'all. I'm a scaredy, I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to this Rona. You know, I got allergy problems and, and, and drainage and stuff. I can't do all that. But uh, yeah, we should definitely do that when uh, things are, like you said, scientifically proven. It's okay to go. Yeah, because I'm not playing. Like I know there was a whole bunch of people complaining about everything being online, and I'm just like, I know I'm not gonna go sit in a classroom full of like 60 70 80 90 people and right. none of y'all don't know how to go to the doctors and get tested okay. or wash their own hands yeah, or wash your hands Girl, or none of that people, wash their butts. disgusting <laughs> there are people that still don't wash their hands it's just like what is what is wrong with you like i have a family member that um, when they wash their hands they just use water no soap like how that works what you, what you cleaning exactly <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, everything has bacteria on it, so... Exactly. I sprayed them with a whole bunch of Lysol. (laughs) I'm ready for Lysol to come back. I know. Girl, let me tell y'all something. When I went to Walmart, literally, like, yesterday, it was yesterday. No, day before yesterday, I'm sorry. Dude, we literally saw disinfectant wipes, right? But why were they all beat up and there was no tops on it, so they were dried out? I oh, was like, that's ratchet. That's <laughs> I was so pissed. What people going to do, put some water on it? Why? Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring the moisture back. Yo, I got a story. I got a story, I got a story, I got a story. So, <laughs> at, at my job, we have hand sanitizer. And so they just got, like, I think last, like, it was either, yeah, it was last week, we got some new hand sanitizer in. But the thing about the hand sanitizer, it's liquid, it looks like water, it's in a, like, a little Powerade bottle. At the bottom it says, do not drink. I was like, I wonder how many people confuse this for water, Gatorade, some clear Powerade, and just drunk it. Oh, I thought maybe somebody put the do not drink on there, because, you know, Trump was running around telling everybody that they need to drink disinfectant and bleach and stuff. (laughs) That's what I thought, too. Like, that's just logical. Ooh, child, that's a whole nother story. Yes, but like the funny thing about that hand sanitizer, it is straight water. No, it is straight vodka. Straight vodka. Like when you put it on and smell your hands, you're like, oh my goodness, I need to wash this off right now. It's vodka. It's strong. Oh, shoot. And it's just like, yeah, let's get these to the customers. We, us us associates, we can keep our own. Let's get these to these people. Wow. We don't like y'all. Just go home. Y'all know they be selling hand sanitizer at the smoke shop. Shut up. <laughs> they do. Yeah, like I was. I don't. I don't even smoke. I only know this because I was driving. I think I was going to Winco or something like that, and they had a sign out there that says "hand sanitizer sold here." Oh gosh. Now if they said disinfectant wipes were in there. I would roll by. You, you want to get that stuff? Like I, I've given up on doing grocery shopping or trying to get anything essential it's- in Denton. Since my boyfriend lives like near a Winco and Carrollton, I just go up there and they got everything. They are like fully stocked on toilet paper, napkins, disinfectant, antibacterial stuff. I be going over there. Oh, that's right. I like going to the Asian markets in Carrollton because you can find a lot of good stuff for in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, you sound like a transformer. <laughs> you're yeah, so <laughs> and it's just like, no, I can't. I'm like, what is it? Yeah, I don't like this. Uh, 
what I say? You can find a lot of good like skincare products, like a whole bag of like a whole um ton of rice for like a good fifteen dollars. You're like, dang, fresh yeah. fish too. It's good. <laughs> What's it called? The African stores be like that too. I like going in there and getting like shea butter and stuff. Ooh, I've never been in an African store. They got some good stuff up in there. Hmm. Well, this hmm. was fun. Make sure y'all send me y'all's numbers and stuff. Almost numbers. We should definitely hang. And we should definitely do this again because I like doing episodes with y'all. We love doing episodes with you. Yes. Well, I hope y'all stay safe and everything. Y'all have fun. Stay out of the way from getting the Rona. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. You too. I got my hands in the too. <laughs> y'all have a good one. You too. You too. Bye. 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 All right, guys. That's it for today's episode. I hope you guys truly enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed it creating it with the ladies of the ABK podcast. It was really fun creating it with them, and I will be linking all the information for their show below in the show notes as well as their social medias, and if I can find it, I will link um, the episode that we collaborated on together. Make sure you guys go check out their show as well. It's just as cool as mine, and like I said, I enjoy collaborating with them and just being able to join together and share all of our experiences they're really cool to work with um aside from that make sure you guys check out some of my previous episodes if you haven't already and make sure you subscribe um comment rate contact me if you have any topic suggestions or um some things that you're dealing with that you need advice on or anything like that I always say that I love hearing from you guys and getting feedback from you guys on everything regarding the show. So, you know, hit me up. Um, I have some more episodes and stuff in the works and I promise um, I'm going to stay true to my goal where I said I will be making sure to get better at giving you guys consistent content. I really want to get to a point where I'm posting an episode every week and I have like literally probably like four or five episodes currently ready to go out there for you guys. So yeah, stay tuned and I'll catch you on the next episode.